Welcome back to another episode of Unconventional Ways. Today we'll be talking with Ember Sparks and Craig on being in a lifestyle as a married couple, as well as different levels of kink. Um, a little about Ember Sparks and Craig. They met in Mammoth Lakes, California, roughly three years ago, and are newlyweds of seven months. Ember Sparks identifies as a left-leaning hedonist switch, and Craig is a right-leaning switch. Ember Sparks co-runs a black group um, called Black Kingdom. And together, they both host lifestyle events locally in Palm Springs area. Thanks for joining us today. How are y'all doing? Good. It's a beautiful day in the Coachella Valley. Thank you for having me. It's a beautiful day. Thanks for really, we're happy to be here. We have some weird weather here. It's been hot and cold, so you never know what, what you're going to wear out here. Same for here for it being the desert I mean I get that in the desert it gets cold but it was like 50 something degrees which I know is nothing for you out there but when it's usually cold. 12 and then it's 56 <laughs> months later it's cold that that's cold here too it just be wet cold yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get into it what uh were y'all's introductions to the lifestyle I know y'all came in at different points. Um, you want to go first or should I? Um, go. Okay. Well, we're originally from San Diego, both of us. That's surprisingly where we're both from, and that's where I entered the community. And through a mutual friend in the world, I met a lot of amazing people in the TNG community of San Diego. And I found a Dame that supported my desires and we had a fantastic relationship for a couple months and and it it led to me learning about a lot more aspects of kink in an actual educational environment which was very beneficial to me growing as a person in kink as myself because i got to learn what i liked and saw and explored and um yeah but from there I have not been as involved in kink personally in the past few years, just obviously being in such a secluded location like Mammoth, just because it's the Eastern Sierras, there's not much going on out there. But beyond that, happy to have come back to society down here in Palm Springs, and my kink flower has been blossoming lately with the exploration of my wife. <laughs> and it's been a great journey and I'm happy to see where it goes next right now for myself. Okay. I like it. Yeah. And then there was me. Um, I started in San Diego too. I remember, I think I went to a flogging demo my first time like ever experiencing kink. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Oh, a munch? Yeah, I'm down to go. And I went to a TNG one. And I didn't go after that because honestly, I didn't see a single black person there. And when me and my friend got there, she's Filipino, I'm black, everyone else was white. And literally we walked in there and everyone just stares at us, not in the, oh, there's some new people stares, but it's just like- Record scratch. Yeah. It's like, oh, what are they doing here? You know? Oh, and one of those old movies where they go like on a chilling circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so I was just like, oh, you know, and we didn't even stick around to get a drink. We were just like, okay, we're out. So from there, I just assumed that kink was not an ethnic thing. Mm -hmm. 
which is something that I struggled with my whole life being into the thing that I was into was always that's very white that's very white um and so it was like oh here's another very white thing that I'm into fast forward um a couple vanilla relationships later um I was like you know what I'm gonna choose myself I'm gonna always choose myself I'm gonna stop saying no to my kinky side fuck it let's do this and I found an amazing group called a tribe called pink uh back in 2006 17, 18, 17, 18, um, where that was just a group from all around the country, digitally, uh, of Black folks kinking and having our kink not be about our Blackness. Um, so honestly, my kink and my culture is very, very intertwined because honestly, that group helped me embrace my Blackness um, a lot. And so I've been consistently involved with Kink for the last three to four years. Um, I now help co-lead a group called Black Kinkdom, also a Black Kink group. Um, and then locally, finally, like he was kind of mentioning how the Eastern Sierras don't have any kink. Um, this is kind of our first time being able to, in real life, kink together. I host a slosh at the end of the month. Um, and then tomorrow, I'm actually teaching my first class um, at a meetup. Uh, we're doing Violet Wand 101. So, um, yeah, it just kind of started with some missteps, and here I am, loving my life. It seems like y'all both had like good journeys in. Um, no, nothing crazy as of yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so did y'all meet vanilla wise or through a lifestyle? Um, because y'all both met outside of um, San Diego, right? Yeah, we actually, we met on Tinder in Mammoth of all places. Okay. <laughs> it was just funny because we worked in the same building. She was a chef in the kitchen below my office in okay. the property at the ski resort we worked for. And I had seen her walking around the halls and everything like that, but never really got a chance to see who this, this woman was. And you know, going on Tinder, I had just got out of a relationship and I moved to a ski town. I was ready to just run away, run away like they all did. You know, he just, was trying to be a hoe. Yeah, he was right, trying to right. go up to the mountain, <laughs> be a hoe. Be ready to be somebody's weekend trip that they forget about. <laughs> but, um, but not even joking, I, I hopped on Tinder, saw this beauty, sent her a message, and she responded. And uh, my life was just better from there. Like no joke, it's and then and then on the kink aspect, it was nice. We went to dinner once we've been talking for a while, and I think you had told me about that. I and, did because so how did how did conversation come up? Like y'all so, know Tinder. <clears throat> we we had been talking for a minute, and honestly, Weeks. yeah, like almost a Weeks. month. We talked for a while, and so for me, I'm like, you know, nothing's really jumping out to me, like. He has the typical guy pictures, him with the fish, him playing golf, him on a boat. It was on a boat, yeah. And I'm just like, okay. And I was like, you know what, Amber, we're going to do this differently. We're going to do this very differently. Um, you know, what I would typically do is be like, you know what, I'm not in love with you after three weeks of just talking to you, so I'm out. But I was like, you know, let me, let me give this guy a chance. Um, so I'm like, listen this is what I'm into. 
da, 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 da. this is my lifestyle. I'm into kink and BDS. And like, it was literally like that. Like, this is what's up. Da, 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 da. And so I'm like, if the response is, ooh, so then you're a hoe. Or if the response is, ew, I'm not into that, then obviously this isn't going to work. But no, I wish I still had those texts. I'm sure I yeah, do somewhere. Yeah, deleted Tinder. Well, because I was like, I don't need this no more. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he was like, oh, that's really interesting you say that because I was involved in the kink uh, community in San Diego. I was like, what? Let's go out for dinner. And so from there, um, we did not smash on the first day because I also had to do that differently. <laughs> it was so mad. <laughs> We met on Tinder, which of course is just, I mean, no. historically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 30 minute dates. <laughs> my, so, my man said he was waiting on the yams. <laughs> I was like, I met this beauty. I'm like, oh, let me get at it. I gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta I sent him home in the snow at 2 30 in, in the morning. I was like, snowy, oh, snow covered walk home. I was like, it's late. <laughs> he was like, go on. <laughs> No, he said it was like, so do you want me like on the couch? I'm like, no, I think you should go home. <laughs> <laughs> man, that that's real cold. You actually got put out in the cold. Into the cold. Into the <laughs> cold. Oh man. Yes. I had to be, I had to do it differently because every <laughs> other time it did not work out. And look at that. Look at that. Boom. It worked. Hey, so man. ladies. You can send him home in the snow at 2.30 in the morning because if he wants it, he will get it. Mm. It's like that. <laughs> you didn't hit her with that song, huh? <laughs> you didn't hit her with that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. <laughs> I, I was so mad. I was so mad. I think I broke out like every toy I owned that night. Cause I was like, because <laughs> well, the worst part is that I was like, is it too late to hit him up? Like, can I do that? Like, cause I was like, would it be like mess up if I was like, hey, come back? <laughs> and then boy was like, no, nah, I'm not coming back. You playing games. <laughs> but then I stopped myself and I was like, would he come back over? Should I try? But I'm like, no, no. And then he was like, hey, let's get breakfast. And so, you know, so after that conversation, what was nice is that kink still wasn't the center of our relationship. It was just really, really nice to know, like, okay, so he gets what I'm saying. Like, he understands that this is, you know, a part of me, this is a lifestyle that I leave and that I want to grow in. And it's more than just sex. Like, that was already really awesome. He invited me over for breakfast. We had like normal vanilla courtship mm -hmm. and like really freaky sex. So it was really cool. It was like best of both worlds. Um, Good morning. <laughs> yeah, it was great. But, yeah, that was that was really different and enlightening, especially for where I personally was in my kink journey. Mm -hmm. I was seeing all of these other couples and it seemed like their whole life and dynamic revolved around kink. So I had my views of what a kinky relationship, let alone a kinky marriage, was supposed to look like. I think sometimes we still not struggle with that, but I feel like that's we're still, still learning. We're still learning. Yeah. And I think it all goes back to, it is whatever we want it to be. Like right. our kinky marriage is our kinky marriage. It's not sir, this is, or madam, this is, mm -hmm. or slaves, this is. Like that's their kinky marriage or dynamic. This is ours. We watch 
hummingbird documentaries on Friday nights. And then we also then spit we... roast our friends. Like, it's just <laughs> what we do. <laughs> it's It works for us, you know? Like, it, it does. Works for us. I'm over here cracking up. <laughs> I feel like we lucked out together just because kink wasn't the central focus. But we do have a mutual pro-Black, like, you know, foundation in our just in our regular vanilla lifestyles as well you know we, we both enjoy supporting black businesses without um myself i'm part of a pro or a black members and persons of color gun club that are based out of you know it's all over the country but you know we it just happened that we also happen to share love and an interesting king as well and that just you know the puzzle pieces all fit together it lucked out like I found the unicorn, just because that wasn't really unicorn, but you know, <laughs> a, a vanilla a outside unicorn. There we go, a vanilla unicorn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you both are switches. Um, Amber, you said you were a left leaning hedonist switch, and Craig's a right leaning switch. How do y'all kind of decide who's going to be the top or the bottom? If you guys are doing a session, or do you kind of just go with the flow? Tends to be more go with the flow-ish, or if there is a dedicated want or desire, you know, that'll be expressed. Okay. You know, and it'd be like, tonight we're doing this, or I want, I'd like to do this. Mm. Is that something you're down for? And then more often than not, sure. Yeah. Basically, I mean, it, we literally just ask each other, like, hey, do you want a bottom or do you want a top? There are certain things that like say he's more skilled at that I prefer bottoming to. Like, um, for instance, I don't know much about tens units, you know, tens units, that's his thing. I don't think I would ever top him using that. Um, whereas with the violet wand, that's something that I've really taken, you know, a passion to. So typically he will bottom for that. Um flogging kind of both of us mm -hmm. but he's a little better at that than I am so I don't mind bottoming for that um but yeah for the most part we just ask I think our current kind of exploration is when it comes to spaces um yeah spaces mm -hmm. that's that's our current um thanks to my lovely mentor brown goddess um we we also kind of discussed that um about how do we separate different spaces? For instance, you know, when we are, because we are both switches, because we both have that urge to dominate and also to submit, when we say go to our Tuesday play event, um, it is kind of already established with these people that I am the dominant one. Mm -hmm. um, but if we were to say, maybe go down to San Diego for an event, for with the, in a space where he knows those people and he is seen as the dominant one, where I'm not gonna go in there like, oh no, I run shit. Like, no, this is your space to be mm -hmm. dominant in. And that's something that I'll respect. Um, and so that's something that we are currently working on. We always have a thing we're working on. And right now that's kind of a hot topic of what space are we the most comfortable being the dominant or the submissive in since we, 
So have there have there been any issues with you with y'all navigating lifestyle together or have you tried to do things separately? Um like how does that come up since being married versus Yeah, there have been some ups and downs and but you know, just not necessarily ups and downs, just communication and 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 headaches and potential roadblocks. Um, and as well, I, you know, I had to learn a lot about myself and what I wanted specifically to help us grow. You know, if she has a desire to have a, a submissive of some of some nature, you know, I understand that it's not. And it's not that I'm ever thinking that it's, wow, she's falling in love with this other individual. But, you know, on some level, there is a, a bit of jealousy wanting to be that submissive myself. But then at this point, she is looking for a certain aspect of somebody and has certain tasks and desires that, you know, are going to be, you know, that need to be met. And I might not be able to meet those as much as I would, I would like to. So I had to go through some growth myself in realizing that, you know, I'm not going to be able to fill every bit of, or every cup, you know, every cup in a dishwasher. I can fulfill a lot of needs in her life, but, you know, and her cup may runneth over on some things, but it's not fulfilling this cup that needs to be filled or filled by another source. And I think I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I know I'm growing in that right now. And I feel good in my own self and I think that's we're benefiting from that. I think just by you verbalizing this, I this was not this is growth because this was not the conversation circa two, three months ago. And and I'm not saying like in a bad way, like this is like, oh my gosh, like y'all are seeing some true time growth right now. This is <laughs> this is growth here. Um that's real time shock for her. I, really though, because I was just like, wait, what? Um, and it's not that it's a surprise to me because I have also noticed a difference because that I think was probably one of the biggest obstacles in our marriage, not so much in our dating relationship because while we were dating and stuff, it's kind of anything goes, but once you're married, once you get the government involved, things do get weird. Um, and then also with kink, I think that hopefully it's realized that I don't expect anyone to fulfill all of my needs I think that is an absurd expectation and I also think it's crazy to think oh well if you can't meet all of your partner's needs then you're less than I think that's absolutely bonkers and not fair and that's not something that I expect from him and that's also not something I expect for myself there's certain things that babe, I'm just not going to do that. You have my blessing to go find someone who's going <laughs> to let you do that to them because it's not going to be me. I love you. <laughs> but <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> and, and I think because both of us have had somewhat toxic relationships, hearing each other say those kinds of things, it's like, this is a test. Like, this is a trap. There's no way he actually, there's no way she actually means that. But by being by communicating because this is probably this is the best communicative relationship I've ever been in in my life um Definitely. oh yeah like I feel like I can communicate things without feeling like there's going to be negative repercussions like obviously you know I'll say things and he'll straight up be like that hurt me 
that things hurt get my a feelings. Reaction. Yeah, things will get a reaction, but I know that at some point we're gonna come back together. All right, so I'm done feeling bad. Let's talk now. Um, it's not gonna get thrown up in my face. And that is honestly the key. And you have to be honest with yourself and with your partner. If you got a partner that you know is gonna do that, you may not be able to have this. Mm-hmm. Like just right. you know, feel like that's what a lot of these relationship kink gurus don't tell you we're not gurus or anything but let's be honest you know your partner we don't you know them so Mm -hmm. you know you can watch all of the the kinky couple interviews and stuff but if y'all can't communicate you're never gonna have this if your partner's not willing to grow like this is growth um because i feel like that was a point that i was trying to get across but my growth is hey I'm not always going to say it right the first time and that's okay. You know, but back to your question, um, that has been uh, something that has been a hardship is trying to figure out where does our marriage fit in a dynamic. And as of now, we don't have a dynamic. We just do what we do. We watch our hummingbird documentaries, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but that, I think that was a difficulty was figuring out, do we, are we in a dynamic? Like, who am I to you? And I think first and foremost, like you are my husband, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I don't know, I guess it really doesn't matter as long as we're having fun. Yeah. To me, at least. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, still a work in progress, but progress for me. Progress is good though. <laughs> Progress is good. Yeah. So, so which one of you is more of a swinger or a kingster or a swingster? Um, what's what's that aspect in? Because y'all was like, yeah, we y'all say y'all spit roast a, a friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely tend to be more of the of the uh, of that aspect of he's life. definitely swing forward where i am more kink forward i i don't like the term swink swinkster but that's just me that's not about the validity of it of the lifestyle that's just a me thing um he is definitely way more swing forward i like to watch and then it's tough because like i'm more swing forward but there's no kink really related in that but the kink aspect of being a voyeur and watching, you know, that's kind of where it plays on both sides of that coin, just because we're doing it as a couple together, you know, but, and again, it's not necessarily a kink aspect of my life, but it's definitely a kink scene for her. Uh-huh. And, and again, we're, it's just something that we happen to have found that we enjoy there. And but even that, took a little time because yeah, we went to a definitely. couple swing resorts the last time we went to one that didn't end very well <laughs> it wasn't like anything bad happened i just feel like when you roll up to a place and some dude calls oh, you his newbie and princess yeah. we're done that's it that's a wrap yeah that's, <laughs> yeah that, that's a line right there <laughs> but i mean and of course i felt bad because i'm like you know i want to be in this lifestyle with him like Mm-hmm. like this is something he's interested in we always do what I'm interested in and finally I think we have found our sweet spot because I wasn't honest with myself about what I was doing there but now at least again growth you know moving forward hey 
I'm the voyeur in the situation. Give me a fleece blanket and a chair and I'm good. You know, like you have at it. Here's some condoms. Here's some waters. Y'all have fun. Yeah. Like (laughs) I've definitely been the water girl before and that's totally fine. And I'm super into that. But like, I just have no interest in that for for me, for myself. But it's nice because like you said, it it's meets my kinky need, it meets his swinging need. Need he's not out there like, oh we're gonna, yeah, you know, he's not the out there thing. hunting. I'm not out there, you know, out there scouting scouting for, you know, chicks to bring home and, and things of that nature. It genuinely it just happens to be either you know, a situation that falls in our lap or, you know, a mutual, a friend yeah. of yesteryear or whatever, whatever connections we have, it's never anything that's planned. No, we're not poly. No. We're, I, I don't think either of us, I mean, I'm all, we'll evolve, maybe. But as of now, neither of us are interested in maintaining a separate romantic relationship outside of our own um it's a lot because i mean this is already a lot i got enough on my plate with this with my beautiful lovely chef rude rude you don't talk yourself all that deep for (laughs) you but it is it is a lot bless all the poly people in the world actually i feel like a lot of a lot of poly educators have helped us in our relationship trying to navigate the kink world and being non-monogamous ethically um mm-hmm. but we're not poly like i am open to you know sexual endeavors and maybe even some emotional ones but not to the extent of hey i have a full-blown relationship that i maintain with somebody else um and not, nor do i want that no like that's no, just, I'm, I'm already just... tired thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lot of like oh he said he had enough on his plate already <laughs> yeah that's exactly well yeah let me hear about your horrible day at work twice yeah <laughs> oh, all right, I what did she do this time oh, oh man you, is this janet or krista oh no this is oh sorry that's my other girl uh. <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't do it bless mm-hmm. all the poly people of the world i think we are figuring ourselves out enough without an extra person yeah i mean if the time comes and who knows if that may be something that we grow into again in the future because life is ever our lives are ever changing Mm -hmm. you know you find something that feels good and fits and you are you you and your hedonistic ways if it feels good i do it So what's what's some advice you have for those who are married and interested in um, BDSM lifestyle, um, especially if uh, one partner is not kink um, friendly or interested in kink? Because I know you may have had those kind of relationships before as well. Don't try to find a partner. Stop. Stop, mm-hmm. stop, stop, stop. Also, with that detail up, if your other partner is not into it, but you are, If you are seeking a partner, ask yourself, is it because I'm having issues with my current partner or is it because I'm actually into kink? Because I do come across a lot of people who are married who, you know, want to blame it on their partner not being into kink. So they're looking for a submissive. It's like, no, no, no. You're trying to run away from your wife Mm -hmm. or you're trying to run away from your husband. 
So you are basically approaching me to get in a dynamic with me. I'm looking at your failing marriage over there, putting my head on there. You can't even figure that out. And I'm not saying that everyone's marriage fails because of them. Just a majority of the people who approach me, not even knowing me from a crack in the ground, talk about, you know, I'm a dom. I'm new to this. You should submit to me. And I'm married and my wife doesn't understand. Well, does your wife know about this? Have you talked to your wife? Can y'all communicate? Everything boils down to communication. communication. Literally, Literally every single thing when it comes to kinking while marriage boils down to communication. If you cannot mm-hmm. communicate with your partner, you need to put the floggers down and start there. You need to put all of that stuff down, communicate with your partner. And don't, I mean, and it's, it's, it sucks, but don't force a horrible situation. You know, if, if kink is that important to you that you are going to violate the oath of your marriage and the sanctity of, you know, trust, trust is huge. Well, you know, if you're with a partner and you can't trust that individual, it's then not even a relationship's done. Yeah. You know, at that point. So if you are sneaking around and trying to satisfy your kink fix without being in communication with your partner, that's a big problem in itself. Just right off the bat, no one's ever going to, you know, it's not going to be successful. And like we said, communication is key. And realization that you might not, this person might not be the right relationship for you. You know, and I understand that desperateness that everybody wants the atypical marriage of kids and a happy, hunky-dory relationship, but you might not be able to have, you know, your your cake and eat it too until you satisfy, A, you know, get your own mental ducks in a row, figure out Mm -hmm. what you need out of a relationship. And with that growth, that's going to allow you to find a partner that checks all those boxes. And be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I would have met Craig if I was not honest with myself and what I was looking for. Um, you know, I, it was really important to me to have someone in my life who understood my need for kink. And, you know, I wasn't expecting, and even still now, there's certain things that he's just not into. You know, he's, he's not going to be into going to this event. and He's not going to be into hearing about you know, all this stuff all the time, but he doesn't hinder me and he does support me. Um, and that's been something that we've had to learn. Like he said, don't, not just don't, uh, don't force this bad thing on them, but I'm not trying to, I think originally I was like, oh, well, we need to be in a dynamic if we're going to be a valid kink couple. No, we don't. We don't have to do anything as my mother would say, but be black and die. That's right. it. All that's all we have to do, <laughs> but um, yeah, just being honest with yourself, honest with your partner, communicate, and just be realistic. You know, I'm not, I'm not ever gonna have a 24 hour, you know, 24 seven TPE relationship. Nor do I really want one. But you also don't have to have that to be a valid couple. And he's speaking of validity. So what if you're not valid? Like none of this stuff matters. What matters is your partner, your personal pleasure, and just have fun. Just have fun. It doesn't have to be this hard. Just have fun. <laughs> have fun with it. So what's, what's one lesson that you both have learned by being in a lifestyle and being married within a lifestyle? Being specifically that. You know, for me, 
a weird door has opened since being married, um, especially with women in the lifestyle. I think that before a lot of, not like a lot, like it was a competition or anything, but I do find a lot of women are a little bit more friendly towards me after they realize that I'm married, you know, like I am married. I'm not trying to get you in bed or your husband in bed unless y'all trying to, then we can talk. But, you know, I think it's just kind of different for me now navigating um, a lot of female led spaces, especially um, being a female dominant identifying person um, who is partnered, I do feel like a lot of doms don't really want to interact with me much these days um, in real life. Digitally, it's, you know, whatever. But I do notice in these spaces where there's a lot of like male dominance, they don't really want to be bothered with me. The dames love me. Like we're already planning stuff together, but the doms, nope. And I think especially since I am married. So weird doors open and close when you get married and you're a kinkster. It's very bizarre. It has been a very interesting transition and as well with access to more kink areas locally, which is which has definitely expanded my, you know, the doors that exist, you know, for myself. Um, being married is it's enjoyable when you know, I feel like it, we have something that other kinksters envy, which I'm not necessarily trying thinking of it in that fashion. But when I walk into, a, we do walk into an event space and, you know, and it's like, oh, this is my wife, Amber Sparks. And, and it very much, it breeds a different feel for myself, especially because I tend to be at this point, the submissive one in the space when I'm servicing, you know, for say my wife at this, at this event versus just what my dame was back in when yesteryear. So the vibe of myself in a relationship and I think the purity of what I'm giving to her uh, has definitely changed my, my personal opinion. I also noticed that women feel safer with him. <laughs> like when we are in spaces, like they know, I think it's because like, okay, well, he's married and his wife is literally right there. That's an added level of comfort that this guy, not to say that. Not to all, say that there's not predators out there. Because there are definitely some team, scumbag. But, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, no. yes. So, um, but, but I think they're a little more put at ease when they're like, oh, okay. Like you guys are together. Okay, cool. Like when then we can all chit chat then, you know. Like she's saying, I'm pretty saying, so it kind of it kind of think it it erases it, it, it knocks down a bit of the pre hesitation and yeah. barriers that can exist when introducing yourself to a team situation or you know, interested in when we are for um, you know, using a violet wand or, you know, doing a demo, you know, wanting to interact with us yeah. as we seem friendly together. Yes. So yeah, people definitely pick up on how, like, a married couple vibes, because like you said, a great point is there's a lot of predatory married couples that, you know, are preying on people together, and they try to pull the, well, we're married and harmless. It's like, no, y'all are up to something that's not, you know, pure, <laughs> but, you know, 
people seem to like us. We're chill. We just watch our hummingbird documentaries. <laughs> wholesome, wholesome family. <laughs> so what, um, what, what are some ways that the viewers can actually look you up or kind of if they have any questions or want to like follow you or to attend some event you're doing locally or join your group chat? Um, best bet would be my bet, which let me just make sure that I give you the correct spelling. Mm -hmm. But you can find me on FetLife. Um, my name is Ember Sparks. Is that with two X's on there? Nope. It is just Ember, E-M-B-E-R underscore Sparks with an X, S-P-A-R-X. Um, I typically will not do friend requests unless I know you or you talk to me, but you can follow me there. Um, that's where I put most of my events, which are open to all um, my slosh. And I think eventually I'm going to be doing a Dame pamper party out here pretty soon. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, if you're local to the, uh, we're in California, by the way, if we haven't specified that. Um, but if you're in Cali or in the West Coast and you want a awesome kink family and you're black, hit me up. If you're not black, hit me up. If you're good people, hit us up. Just be good people. Just be good people. <laughs> That's all we ask. We don't, we don't you know, take a liking to the, to, yeah, the no. stuff. We, we, we're no, not drama. Into no drama. No. All right. That's that. That's it. So this has been another episode of Unconventional Ways. I want to thank Ember Sparks and Craig for joining us. Um, love you guys. Um, so we'll I'm pretty sure people will be hitting you up, especially in your area. Um, we gotta get that get that going. So yeah. thanks for joining. Thanks for having us.